You're listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, September 1st, 2017. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The next training begins in September. Also, to purchase a recording of this training, please go to the Strategies at Work store at strategieswork.com. The Strategic Life Alignment Alumni Event The 2017 Alumni Event was held on July 21st through 22nd in Dallas, Texas. The topic was Advisors and Life Plan. For a recording, please go to the Strategies at Work store at strategieswork.com. The Seminar Financial Management 2 Key Principles Part 2 of this training will be presented on Thursday, November 2, 2017. For information, please visit strategieswork.com. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. Please see the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, Think Bigger. Life on planet Earth did not start when you or I were born, and it most likely will not end when you or I die. Rather, each of us is born into a historical context. Many people lived and events occurred before our arrival, and this will be true after our departure. This reality should challenge us to think bigger about the context of life and how our existence fits into the larger story of history. A few months ago, a group of SLA alumni gathered to consider this issue. SLA alumni have attended the Strategic Life Alignment Seminar, training designed to help people find and fulfill the purpose of God for their lives. One of the participants in this event was Joe Collinger, a longtime friend and SLA consultant. After the alumni gathering, Joe penned his reflections on thinking bigger and living more strategically in the context of the meta-narrative. Here are his comments written to those who want to reject narcissistic living and to align with God's purpose for their lives. It is not every day that you are given a shepherd who will relate to you according to God's agenda for your life. This is a rare occurrence, and when you find it, you need to treasure it. I admonish everyone to faithfully steward the relationships God provides, commissioning agents, spiritual fathers, mentors, and godly advisors. In my 20s, some 40 years ago, on my first day as a programmer for a large utility company, my new boss, a tough old bird, told me that I would go nowhere without a sponsor. I learned this in the corporate world and I consider it to be a derivative of biblical truth. We go nowhere without commissioning agents, such as godly spiritual fathers and and advisors. Without them, we all flounder and are probably guaranteed to fall short of running our race. SLA is about comprehending God's purpose for our lives. It's not about narcissism or self-actualization. It's about gaining the proper perspective of who God is his will on earth, and his purpose for our existence. 
This level of thinking is contrary to popular Christianity today, which simply wants God to make life easy, pleasant, comfortable, and convenient. There seems to be little interest in becoming true disciples of Christ because that requires us to give up our will to do God's will. The SLA alumni gathering was a reminder of the cost of being a disciple of Jesus. It reminded me that I must think bigger than my own agenda. Rather, I must surrender my agenda and embrace God's. Specifically, I was challenged in two ways. First, I must recognize God's sovereign purpose in placing me in the context into which I was born. And second, as I am faithful to serve God's purpose, my faith and responsibilities before God will increase. I have witnessed many changes during my life. In the 60s, there was the Jesus Movement. Unprecedented numbers of youth came to Christ, perhaps in part, due to a backlash against the emptiness of hands-off parenting. But the youth were almost exclusively untrained orphans, afflicted with a narcissistic paradigm of religion. It came with the rise of pop psychology. Everyone was looking for a way to be happy using various means such as transcendental meditation, drugs, sexual liberation, Jesus or religion, not true Christianity, money, and so forth. My analysis is anecdotal and perhaps oversimplified, but I knew of no one who had a holistic biblical kingdom of God perspective that recognized the charge given to mankind to rule God's creation. At least I could not find anyone with that perspective until the 70s when men like Dennis Peacock, Bob Mumford, Francis Schaeffer, Derek Prince, Greg Bonson, R.J. Rushduni, and a few others emerged. Bob Mumford's 15 Steps Out is a short, wonderful book that took me 20 years to fathom. It served as a roadmap out of the confusion of the 60s. I was looking for the big picture, the holistic perspective, and a framework that would help me put the meta-narrative together. I love roots and I love the big picture. I'm lost without them. Dennis Peacock was certainly one of the most helpful men in my journey. He taught the biblical view of being a disciple of Christ. The culture at large, however, is progressively rejecting Christ and is turning against the true followers of Christ. This cultural trend is driving men like Rod Rear to write books such as the Benedict Option. This tome provides historical wisdom as to how to live as a Christian in a culture that rejects Christ. To face what appears to be the inevitable persecution of true Christians, we must master defeating our innate narcissistic bias and embrace the role of holistic servants of Christ. The starting point for this transformation is self-denial. This is the way to a fruitful life. As the Master said in John 12, verse 24, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. This truth is a crowd thinner. If church leaders start teaching this principle, their audiences will decrease quickly because the professing Christian church continues to concede to the culture. Narcissism and hedonism are driving the masses to spiritual, psychological, and intellectual suicide. And sadly, they're taking many professing Christians along for the ride. Anecdotally, it appears that most churches are moving with the culture. In time, there will be a false church and a true church. 
The former will choose conformity to the culture and will be prominent in the culture. The latter will choose obedience to Christ and will be driven underground because of persecution. The true church will need shepherds grounded in the truth of Christ, skilled equippers who can disciple others. It will take many sound shepherds to build a quality ark to get through the coming season. These shepherds must be experts at seeing what is in another person, drawing it out, and helping to develop it. There are and will continue to be many people who will need help. Building and managing the ark will be extremely challenging, and it will require divine grace to serve God's purpose for the coming season. Well, Joe's words are challenging. The trends of the past half century are sobering as societies around the world reject biblical norms with increasing alacrity. Marriage is no longer regarded as a divine covenant between a man and a woman. Sexual relationships are no longer the sole domain of marriage. Aberrant sexual activity is now celebrated. The life of unborn children is no longer valued. Education has been disconnected from scripture and is now being disconnected from parents. Public references to Christ, the Bible, and Christianity are being removed. The list of deviations from biblical standards continues to grow. This means that defining right and wrong is increasingly difficult for the societies of the world. Hence, what is biblically wrong is being embraced as right, and what is right is being regarded as wrong. There is a clear biblical warning about this situation. Isaiah 5 verse 20 writes, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness out for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The task assigned to genuine Christians during this season is to counter these trends. This will require many godly people seeking to find and fulfill their divinely ordained assignments in the context of the meta narrative. Christians must think bigger. They must live beyond their personal agendas. Christians must learn to think and live aligned with God's greater purpose. And his purpose includes his intent in creating each human being. To think this way is both daunting and counter to our natural narcissistic instincts. More than ever, and therefore, we must be grounded in Christ. We must embrace the Bible as normative for all of life. And we must pass this heritage on by discipling others. To live like this in a world that increasingly rejects Christ will require true Christians to be humble, submitted, and teachable. True Christians must be supported by healthy godly communities, that is the arcs, as bases of operations as they daily engage in their divinely ordained work assignments on earth. This is the way forward, the way to fruitful living for Christ. But to live this way requires us to think bigger. <music>